Coming up next, rethink how C19 has catalyzed healthcare digital innovation, a discussion on the adoption of telehealth and how healthcare providers are leveraging digital patient engagement. During this panel, we'll be hearing from Dean Jooms, Vice President and General Manager, Life Sciences Data Solutions at Change Healthcare, and Sanjit Misra, Director of Product Management at Navigating Cancer. Change Healthcare is one of the largest independent healthcare technology companies in the United States. Their solutions enable improved efficiencies and insights for all major stakeholders across healthcare. The data offering is comprised of billions of annual de-identified healthcare claims and payments that have been processed through Change Healthcare, including medical, pharmacy, and dental claims. Navigating Cancer offers a patient relationship management platform to facilitate coordinated and comprehensive cancer care. Their platform supports over 1 million patients and thousands of cancer care providers nationwide to lower costs, improve patient satisfaction, and drive better outcomes. And now, please welcome your moderator for the panel, AWS Data Exchange Global Business Development Leader, Healthcare and Life Sciences, Dr. Fred Lee. Okay, audience. Uh, so for this final session, uh, we've got Dean Jumas uh, from Change Healthcare and Sanjit Misra from Navigating Cancer. Um, and they'll talk about what they're seeing uh, related to healthcare organizations as they adapt to the new abnormal. Uh, and in particular, how digital innovation, you know, frankly, has been accelerated uh, by the pandemic. So, Dean, I'll hand off to you. Thank you, Fred, and thank you all for joining. I hope you're staying safe and healthy in these challenging times. Let me start with an introduction to Change Healthcare. Change is a multi-billion dollar healthcare technology company that serves a diverse and comprehensive set of healthcare constituents, including hospitals, physicians, pharmacies, insurers, and more. We focus on inspiring a better healthcare system, one with superior consumer experiences, efficient and accurate processing of claims, and financial and optimized journeys. We are 14,000 employees strong, NASDAQ listed, and one of the largest independent healthcare technology companies in the US. Our networks generate a substantial volume of data, much of which we use to improve the efficiency and effectiveness of healthcare in the US. As you can see, we serve nearly all of those who provide and pay for care. Every day, we process tens of millions of healthcare transactions including insurance coverage verifications, medical and pharmacy claims, and associated payments. Last year, we processed at least one claim for 147 million people, nearly every commercially insured person in the U.S. Where contractually permitted, we, we de-identify data using a rigorous statistical process that is independently certified. That creates one of the largest and cleanest directly sourced collection of U.S. healthcare data sets. Because it's updated daily, it provides excellent insight into disease profiles and progression, intervention effectiveness, how care delivery and re reimbursement are changing, and so much more. Our data is entered and submitted by medical professionals and is fully HIPAA compliant. Bottom line, our data provides a clear, near real-time view of U.S. healthcare, comprehensive, statistically significant, and actionable now. Tens of billions are spent each year on outsourced research, analytics, and life sciences, and our de-identified data plays a critical role. 
Top uses of this data include commercial applications like product launches, program planning, execution, and management. Firms use it to understand changes in loyalty and adherence, market sizing, and market access dynamics. Medical affairs and value-based contract modeling applications include support for real-world evidence and health economics outcomes research. Our data is also excellent, an excellent source for off-label usage trends. Research applications include support for various clinical trials, site selection, protocol design, investigator receptivity, patient persistence, cost estimation for provider services, and more. One example where we have put data to work and paid special attention is COVID. Our data is being used to track key public measures, including tests, diagnoses, hospitalization, and mortality, to profile the disease and its effect on other conditions, effects of interventions, and to predict the impact on care delivery and costs. Our data goes beyond the diagnosis by including pre-existing conditions, prescriptions, and other important history, plus pertinent social determinants of health. In collaboration with leading researchers and industry experts, we can provide access to findings either through our partnerships or directly to life sciences organizations. Furthermore, our analytic data sets can fuel forward-looking projections about the shape of the healthcare system, providing important commercial insights related to care delivery, including telemedicine and the impact of deferred care. As you can see, telemedicine has certainly arrived with a bang. Due to COVID-related stay-at-home orders beginning in March of this year, the use of telemedicine suddenly exploded and has become an important healthcare delivery tool. CMS and many commercial payers have relaxed telemedicine guidelines to enable remote care, resulting in accelerated utilization. But will it last? In the near term, COVID will certainly be a significant determinant. With some fine tuning, we believe over time it will last, but in pockets, and change data will play a critical role. Specialty areas such as behavioral health, sexual health, remote monitoring, clinical trials, and post-acute care will remain primary areas of opportunity. Demographics and geography will also play an important role especially for the compromised, at-risk, and elderly, as well as patients in rural areas. Cost and quality measures comparing conventional care to telemedicine will help determine the scope and pace of adoption. Ultimately, we believe high-volume high telemedicine providers who achieve improvements in patient compliance and persistency will be valuable targets for life sciences companies. Identifying these providers will be a challenge but we have a solution. Historically, ensuring compliance with de-identification regulations is inelastic. Under expert method of de-identification, all uses and data are assessed at once, meaning one outlier limits usable data for any and all potential uses. We have a better way, elastic healthcare analysis, or as we call it, EHA. Our solution offers near real-time software-based case-by-case decisioning, enabling faster and greater focus on the actual risk 
of each use. Let me tell you more. EHA operates in a secure hosted container environment, unique to you. The infrastructure you need is provisioned exclusively for you and your use. It supports unlimited iteration and queries, returning compliant results in near real time. This is better than a white room. Yes, a white room provides safety for the environment, but with healthcare data, added steps are required to ensure the data is safe to use also. With EHA, compliance is systemic and largely automated, much better than traditional episodic reviews by a HIPAA statistician, which might be years apart. Bottom line, our decisioning protects you from events that otherwise might cost you dollars and stain your reputation. EHA is, a po is powerful and flexible. You can use your methodology to develop your IP. We don't prescribe or limit you. EHA provides flexibility and transparency. EHA can incorporate virtually any data. In addition to change de-identified data, you can import your data or data from a third party. We enable data integration. Let's take a closer look at the change data sets pre-populated in EHA. Eligibility transactions are executed prior to care, often a week or more in advance, to confirm patient insurance coverage and when and where care is intended. We load approximately 2 million of these transactions daily. Medical claims indicating care was provided, 2.5 to 5 million claims comprising as much as 14 million care events are loaded per day. Electronic remittances, including adjusted payments and denials, we load approximately 2 to 3 million per day. Pharmacy claims and associated transactions for prescription fills, including financial payment detail like cash price, paid amount, and copay. We load approximately 3 million of these claims per day. Social determinants of health, including ethnicity, financial attributes, household characteristics, education, food, health, social behaviors, and more for most U.S. households. Your data, third-party data, all are linked together via a single common de-identified patient token. Together, this fuels a diverse, high-quality, integrated data set for modeling and data science. EHA provides you the environment to access the data you need. EHA is a perfect solution EHA is a perfect solution for integration of third-party data sets, especially those that are off-limits due to re-identification concerns. Here are a few highlights. Change data is pre-populated. Any third-party data can be de-identified and integrated into EHA. Change will handle the data engineering, all hosted on the AWS stack. Choose your statistical methodology and tools, classification, descriptive, regression, machine learning, etc. We do not impose requirements. Remember, EHA exists to develop your IP. A highly iterative process, EHA is an environment for discovery, for model training, and other forms of advanced data science. Again, compliance decisioning is rendered on a case-by-case -case basis, with only approved results being returned. Bottom line, EHA maximizes business performance. More usable means better predictive power, which leads to better performance. In summary, change is the largest direct independent source 
of de-identified near real-time healthcare data. Being the first party source enables superior control and research flexibility. Change is an independent company, not owned by a payer or provider, ensuring an unbiased view to data. Our customer intimate model exists to help you cultivate your IP. We offer unique data and services. Our data represents the daily pulse of healthcare economics available at a granular service line level. EHA provisions the compliance infrastructure that enables you to actually use it. Our robust governance addresses certification, confidentiality, and other legal and privacy concerns, mitigating compliance risk among HIPAA, FTC, and reputational factors. Together, AWS and Change reduce the friction for life sciences companies in two key areas, accessing data and actually using it. Together then, we enable accelerated data science performance for healthcare and life sciences. We look forward to helping you better achieve your organizational mandate. With that, I'll turn it over to Fred. Dean, yeah, thank you for that. And you've brought up, I think, some important topics here, certainly related to uh, use of alternative data, sensitive data, but doing that in an on-site fashion related to regulations. Um, so one thing I wanted to clarify for the audience here is that uh, they can engage with Change Healthcare um, on your data, or is it only in the context of EHA? If you could clarify that, that'd be great. Sure, yes. Um, we, we will engage uh, customers in a variety of ways. We have several different products. We, we provide our data uh, and subsets of our data uh, to customers uh, that want to utilize it for specific uses that are approved. We can also link the data together and provide uh, all of the data in, an, in a linked fashion for specific use cases. So uh, we have all sorts of uh, ways that the data can be provided to you and, uh, and it can get to the, sor- to the core of, your, uh, of the issue you're trying to assess or address. Great. Thank you for that. Okay. Uh, so uh, over to Sanjit. And Sanjit, you can tell us uh, some of the ways that your customers have been uh, using your solution, but certainly novel and innovative ways in the context of C-19 and the pandemic. Uh, so hi, um, my name is Sanjit. Um, I'm one of the directors of product here in Navigating Cancer in charge of all our data and biopharma and partner relationships. Uh, so I'll kind of start to give you all a little bit of a background about what navigating cancer is, and then we'll kind of jump into a little bit more details about what we're seeing in the the market right now. Um, So navigating cancer was founded in 2008. Uh, We're the leader in um, patient relationship management in the community and college setting within the US. We cover about 30% of the community setting. So um, for those of you that wonder, um, what is a patient relationship management tool? PRM is really about proactive care that's centered around the patients on their own terms. Uh, Specifically in cancer care, it's really important that patients have access to multiple modes of care while their care team needs a single platform that can kind of streamline all those interactions and deliver real-time information. So it really helps these care teams efficiently triage and support those patients in a very coordinated fashion. Um, and we are that tool in most of our, in all of our clinics. Um, so all that data is flowing into our system and we're the primary source of collection. Um, so I'll continue. 
So our clinics that we cover that our data set represents are over 450 um, geographically spread um, clinics throughout the United States. We cover about 1,800 oncology providers throughout the U.S. Um, and roughly about a million active cancer patients per year. Um, we integrate with um, clinics directly, so we get their underlying clinical data, which it can include their diagnosis, medications, appointments, um, demographics, and what have you um, in near real time. So we get feeds instantly, and we get feeds um, within a few hours as well to support um, many of our use cases. So from data use cases to helping our providers really manage those patients in real time. So, wait, jump, okay. so what do we do? We collect data both reactively and proactively throughout the patient's journey to create a really holistic view of the patient's experience. So it's not just about their clinical data, it's what they're actually experiencing outside the four walls of the actual clinic, which is incredibly important um, for these times, especially, especially um, oncology, uh, where many patients are deferring much care. Uh, so our platform is used from the moment a patient is diagnosed to the when the treatment is decision is made to the surveillance and their disease progression and their survivorship programs. So our, pro, our system is used for the triage nurses and the oncology providers to really help manage that patient throughout that whole journey. Um, from a reactive and proactive approach, our solution is used from uh, enabling a streamlined approach for patients to communicate with the clinic, both via phone and via um, remote monitoring solutions. So if you were a patient and you had a specific concern that could be symptoms, side effects, medication appointments, or what have you, and you call your practice, uh, the practice is using our software to really understand and really really, um, really document and manage you through our system. We provide clinically validated pathways to allow the nurses to really ch choose the interventions to help manage uh, whatever it is that you might be complaining about. Additionally, we also provide the clinics many digital engagement tools um, around uh, remote monitoring, surveys and assessments around distress, depression and pain such that we allow all of this to flow in a single uh, dashboard to allow the triage nurses to really manage these patients, both through a proactive and reactive approach. And all this data is merged within our system um, and layered on top of that foundational clinical data um, that we're already collecting passively from most of these uh, electronic medical records and from the actual patient's chart. So specifically, what is that data? So we generate uh, unique patient data through our patient-reported outcomes and our care management solutions. So if you think about it, it's kind of broken down into three different ways. Our system sits on top of the clinic's electronic medical record as a supplement tool um, for those care providers to really manage those patients. So we, gain, we have patient experience data, which is the data that the patients are reporting from their personal devices and when they're in the comfort of their own home. We have care management data, which is, you know, the data that is collected from the system, our, our system that the providers are using at the clinics when the patients are directly calling the practices and complaining about something or need some support um, from those oncology providers. 
And then finally, we do have the underlying clinical data, so the electronic health record data and the practice management data to create a really holistic view of that patient and really understand their overall experience. So not just what is going on in terms of, um, you know, the physician treatment patterns, um, the patient coming in for appointments, the patient's adherence to their infusion schedules, but also what are their symptoms and their side effects um, outside the clinic? Uh, what is their financial toxicity? Really understanding what are their other concerns beyond what they're reporting at the specific clinic. Um, so a lot of this lended itself um, pretty well into our, um, the whole COVID-19 pandemic. It really really highlighted the need for these types of solutions to be able to manage these patients outside of the clinic. Um, but through this underlying data, through our electronic health record data, uh, we did see some significant concerns and some, some significant trends um, that really kind of influenced us to continue to really put our focus on these digital engagement tools and really start to think through how can we build new tools and new offerings to really support our practices. So um, we have a quick survey here to kind of lead up into um, our next slide. Um, it's the question is um, in the community oncology setting within our network, uh, what do you think the percent drop in new cancer diagnoses were from February 20 to April 20th? So this kind of uh, highlights um, just, you know, just uh, the, the issue of like many cancer patients are in the vulnerable population and they are scared to come into the practices. And we have seen some significant and concerning trends um, that have been occurring um, within, our, within our practices. So I'll continue to the next slide. Um, so what are some of those trends that we've actually seen? Um, so the, one of the first trends we saw, which is your, the poll question, so we can probably reveal what the actual answer to that poll was. We did see, so I see that most people actually voted um, 31 to 40%, which is actually accurate. So we did see a drop in new cancer diagnoses of 32% um, from February 2020 to April 2020. And as we've seen from, from multiple panelists, we've seen somewhat of a rebound in June 2020. So this might not just be, this might be coming from a lot of patients deferring significant care and coming into the practices versus you know, um, the patients that are new, that need to be newly diagnosed in June of 2020. What else have we seen? So many of the, many of the other panelists have also highlighted um, telehealth visits. In our practices, especially in the community oncology setting, um, many of our practices, telehealth was brand new to them. They figured it out um, right when the pandemic started to occur in February and March. Um, they went to tools like Doxyme and several others to really think through what is the easiest way for them to implement these tools. Uh, we saw a significant spike in April at the peak of the pandemic in the first, the first wave. Um, and we've actually seen it start to level off to a new normal despite the resurgence uh, in this past month, which is specifically interesting to understand how the practices are operating, um, given, that, you know, given that the spikes in Florida and Texas, and many of our practices in Texas are actually closing some of their clinics um, for in-person visits and only operating via telehealth. Um, so many of these insights are derived from these, uh, this appointment and this visit data and kind of lending itself to understand 
um, what is happening in terms of deferred care, um, delaying um, your infusion appointments, patients switching even from uh, infusion therapies like uh, infusion therapies like Herceptin and Avastin to other oral chemos that they might be that might be slightly more expensive that they will be getting at home and understanding the financial toxicity and the misdosing um, that is occurring um, due to that switch. Um, so some other things we've started to see um, in the same time frame from April to Feb from February 2020 to April 2020, we've actually seen quite a significant drop in routine labs. This could be your immunological labs. Uh, this could be your normal CBCs and what have you. Um, we saw nearly 33% fewer patients in the same, in the same clinics that, that were getting labs in the depth of the crisis in April 2020. Um, however, we have started to see a rebound um, in June 2020. Um, we do have the specifics around these labs, so we can always uh, take a look at very specific labs and analyses to really understand those trends in specific um, types of labs that are occurring in these clinics to understand what's going on. Um, so I will go to the next slide. Um, so in the world of uh, COVID-19, we are enabling multiple different capture tools for oncology patients across the U.S. So we've really thought about digital patient engagement. Um, we've enabled um, remote monitoring solutions like our health tracker solution to really understand the patient experience outside the four walls of the clinic. So their symptoms and side effects, the severity tied to those symptoms and understand and correlating that to their diagnoses, to their uh, medications, to really understand the overall um, patient experience. So all this data is stored in our system and we are the primary source. So we're able to understand this in real time. Additionally, we enable many of our practices to send different types of validated instruments around distress, around um, depression, around pain. Um, additionally, since we are the source of um, patient uh, engagement from, um, for the clinics, we also have all the data around what are patients actually calling about and what are they concerned about? Um, so we have seen a pretty significant spike from November 2019 to even June 2020 of patients calling their practice and overwhelming the practice, highlighting the need for these types of passive tools to help the, help the practices operate effectively and manage their patient cohort that is highly concerned about COVID-19. So you can see here that patients are calling in a significant uptick. You can see the spike in March 2020 and the resurgence in June 2020 um, and their concerns around that. So lastly, I'll just kind of wrap up by saying that um, we are the leader in the community oncology setting with very novel access to data insights around patient experience. Uh, we have um, real-time, real-world data on clinical practice in the community oncology setting. We also have pretty significant types of patient experience data around symptoms and side effects, other patient concerns, depression, distress, pain, and what have you. Um, uh, we have this data in real time um, and we are the clinic's primary mode of patient engagement and their patient experience collection. Um, and we have a very flexible team to meet very specific use cases that um, financial service investment organizations may have. Um, so the data set we currently have posted on the AWS data exchange is around 
um, breast cancer trends, so both the clinical and the patient experience data. However, we're willing to work to meet specific business needs um, as needed. Um, so I'll kind of stop there and I will um, pass it back to Fred. So thank you. So Simon, just one question here. Um, as you see uh, oncology patients resume care, et cetera, any uh, hypotheses about what you're going to see related to outcomes uh, there? Yeah, so many of our practices and our conversations with many of the providers are highly concerned that patients are going to have worse outcomes with initiating therapies at a later state. Um, so that is one of their primary concerns, um, especially when we think about many of our practices that are in two-sided risk models. They're especially concerned because it's actually going to hit those practices financially pretty significantly. So it's um, both a twofold thing and the patient's overall outcomes, it's terrible, um, but also even the clinical outcome, uh, the clinic's outcomes, it's terrible as well. So it's, it's uh, overall, it's just a bad thing for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it'd be fascinating for customers to work with you as you're starting to capture that data to understand uh, what some of that's going to be. But thank you for uh, the work that you've done in terms of supporting um, your customers, the oncology patients, et cetera, overall. Thank you for watching. Don't forget, the data providers that you've just seen are ready and waiting to meet with you via Battlefin Connect. Visit battlefin.com for more details. And stay tuned for details about our next event.